Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where to hunt podcast? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Nah, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is November 10th. Happy birthday, Marine Corps, born out of Ton Tavern. Um... This is episode 157 or 158, I think, and uh, we're coming at you from the OKS Hunter podcast studio here out of Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Head on over to OKSHunter.com and use code W2HPODCAST and you're going to save 10% off of some OKS swag and gear. Uh, Greg, how you doing, buddy? Good, Eric. How about yourself? You know, hanging in there, doing all right. Uh, life is good. Got no complaints or anything like that at all. So that's no, good. No, no, you shouldn't have much to complain about. I mean, you should still be on cloud nine or slightly stepping down from it from last week's uh, festivities. Yeah, I think I am, dude. I really am feeling still just so great. And um, just what a cool thing, man. Like, what a great... I'm just I'm still just jacked. I feel so like lucky about it. If that if that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, monkeys monkeys off the back, right? I mean, you've been bow hunting for a while, and on and off. But I think this is probably the year you put the most effort into it, right? I would agree. I mean, effort in terms of like my setup, amount of practicing, uh, maybe not scouting as much this year, but you kind of took that off my plate so then allowed me to do some other stuff but then time in the woods and then the stand you're, you're welcome it's good yeah you're no welcome. that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> no, i appreciate it a bunch i want to do a, a call out to some of our sponsors here um one of our newest ones spartan forge all right i don't know if you guys have heard of spartan forge or if you know what they're all about but it's um you go to outfitter.spartanforge.ai or just spartanforge.ai, you can you can learn more. But right now they're kind of still just slightly in beta. Uh, they're emerging out of that and, and launching everything. But it's uh, a way to predict deer movement and also how deer will negotiate uh, particular pieces of terrain and land. Um, they've collected millions of data points from collared deer data over several years and have just kind of emerged and uh, are putting it to use. So it'll help you predict when you would see that average buck or average deer on hoof. And um, you, it's localized to wherever you're at. So when you get on the app, you plunk in your zip code and it'll tell you what it's like in your area, which will be very different than what it's like in another area. 
So uh, head on over to SpartanForge.ai, check those guys out. And then before we get into some of our bumpers, um, check out Fleet Farm. So this is fun. I'll, I'm going to read this off. Fleet Farm is your hunting destination. Find everything you need from ice and gas to gear and snacks. Don't forget your beer and your bush lattes. You can even pick up your hunting license there and check out their huge selection of top hunting brands. Fleet Farm is your one-stop shop. You can even get gas there. So uh, I know we'll be hitting up Fleet Farm. I already have. In fact, oddly enough, Greg, I didn't realize this, but the shirt I was wearing uh, in my buck picture is from Fleet Farm. You won't imagine that. So if you want to feel extra lucky, and but underneath it was my OKS Hunter hoodie. <laughs> See, there you go. You had your good luck charm on the whole time. I'm going to explain why it's so damn hot. One way or the other. Mm-hmm. I had to keep doing something consistent. I didn't bring my um, my uh, meat rack, but I brought the uh, the okayest hoodie. So and the hat. And what did I tell you about the meat rack? Now, now I guess I, I'm bringing it when we go gun hunting for the rack. I'm going to put my cooler on it. You know, I'm going to have a lot of crap in that truck. Yeah, you are, especially if you're all in the same group of hoodlums as you did last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I got two more call out, three more call outs to do here. Let's get them done. All right. Work in a tree stand or simply waking up. It's important to be alert. There's no better way to get there than with Backwoods Grind Coffee. Ground fresh for every order, delivered straight to your door. Backwoods Grind Coffee. Take a look at your feet. Are you wearing Gum Leaf USA boots? You said no. You gotta reevaluate some things. Each pair is handmade and tested to take over a million flexes. These boots will take just about anything you can throw at them. Use promo code W2H2020 for 10% off your final purchase at GumLeafUSA.com. And just so I don't forget, for Backwoods Grind, go to backwoodsgrind.com. Use code, you guessed it, W2H Podcast for, you guessed it, 10% off. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners like Backwoods Grind, and I know a few of our listeners and friends in the community like and use Gumleaf Boots. Um, they saved me a bit when I was dragging that deer out when I found myself in a marsh that I wasn't aware of on the way out. So that was neat. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Almost lost my gum leaves in the mud, but I didn't powered through uh greg you want to do the vector custom shop ad read sure ad read well i'm not reading much i'm just going to call the out here and yeah. just say that whatever you wrote on the back of the napkin yeah. yeah right on the back of my hand backwards and marker anyway it washed off so if you're looking for a custom built to your type of specification arrow check out vectorcustomshop.com um, they have pretty much any way you want to build them. Uh, you can try two different spines, different weights in the front, order that in a test pack, two different arrows, uh, give them a test flight, see how they do for you. And whatever flies best for you, you can order a half dozen or a dozen. And when you go to check out at vectorcustomshop.com, save 10% by entering code where to hunt. Look at that. That's what I got. Lawless. Um, that's what got it done for me this year. That's right. Vector Custom Shop. I did get a full pass through. I didn't find my arrow, so I feel bad because I would have loved to, like, you know, keep that, put it in the rack when I get it mounted, and obviously share that with those guys. And 
maybe I still will find it. We'll see uh, if we do some spring scouting or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't feel like going back out there now and like trotching around back there. Um, I don't want to ruin it for anybody else. Like what happened no, to me on that Sunday look. proceeding. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go back and look for my air out last so, night. Anyway, go ahead, Greg. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you're not here, so it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to see your face. Well, you're not missing a whole lot. It hasn't changed a whole lot. I did shave, you know. Oh, shit. Well, that's a big deal. Anyway. Probably scared my kids. Wait, hold yeah. on. Before you ask me whatever the hell you're going to ask me, um, why aren't you here tonight? What is it that you're up to tomorrow? All right, before we hear what Greg is up to on uh, Wednesday, I had to think about what day of the week it was. It's Tuesday night right now. Uh, let's go ahead and get into W2H Rut Club Radio. <laughs> All right, W2H Rut Club Radio is brought to you by Heated Hunts. Head on over to heatedhunts.com and uh, be sure to take a look around their website, see what they got going on. They make a scent dispenser that heats up the scent uh, that allows the scent to travel further and make it more natural uh, because it's warm, right? So it seems fresh. And right now with the rut kind of in full effect, uh, it'd be a great time to put this out with doe estrus or a brute buck scent. Uh, you can use any scents that you might already have or own wherever you get them from, or they have their own synthetic blends also. Uh, perfect time to be laying that out, putting that in a branch in your shooting lane if you got a decoy to set up with it too for like a brute buck. Uh, it really might help increase your odds of seeing something and uh, get that cruising buck to come through to send check that doe in estrus. So, uh, heathunts.com. Use code where the number two, the word hunt for 10% off. Let's get into our call of the week. What up, Trev? You're live on Ruck Club Radio. What's going on? What's up, man? How are you? <laughs> I'm freaking great, man. I'm still on cloud nine. How about you? Oh, uh, still on cloud nine. Still on cloud nine. <laughs> that a girl. That a girl. Way to get her done. <laughs> You too, buddy. I was so excited for you, man. It's my first bow buck. First bow buck and on public land. I'm just, uh, you know, it's a late bloomer to hunting. I don't think many people know that, but uh, I'm pretty stoked about it, dude. And you're stud. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I got lucky, dude. I got real lucky with the shot placement. Um, severed the femoral artery, but it was a far back shot, so I, I got really lucky. Oh, that's awesome, man. How so are you? happy for you, bro. It was a great buck. I appreciate that. I'm getting them mounted, so I was just saying that that's what I'm doing, and I'm actually using Outdoor Addiction Taxidermy here in Wisconsin. It's a one-stop shop, so he's going to CWD test my meat, butcher it up, and then he's going to freaking mount it all in one stop, so it's pretty cool. Nothing better than that, man. I wish we had some of those around here. It's the only one in the state that I'm aware of that's doing it that way. Um, he's a pretty motivated fucking dude, too. He's like He runs on jet fuel. If you ever fucking follow the guy, he's a maniac. You got to be. Could you imagine how busy he gets by the end of the season? <laughs> it's nuts, man. How is so? What happened with you? Like, yeah. tell me, tell me how your stuff went down. If you, I don't want you to like tell me if you are trying to save it for your stuff. So, whatever you're comfortable with. No, no, no. I think it's it's already up and out there. So I guess I can share it along. Um, no, nah, man. We went down to Ohio uh, to do a public land hunt with um, with a couple of people. We went down there with a guy named Eric Smith, aka Bones, and hunted with him. And uh, Stephen Clark went down with us, and um, we were hunting on some public land. I was down there for a little over a week and a half, 
and found some found some really good sign. Went and hunted it. Stephen went in there, hunted it, had an opportunity at an absolute giant. Um, there was actually a hot doe in there, and um, the big bucks were in there. And so we decided to divide and conquer, and uh, we each got on either side of the bedding ground. And um, I just he just happened to come out at last light, man. We got in there real early, sat there all day, all day sit. I had like five different shooters from like 120 and up come out and just couldn't get the shot or just wasn't right or wasn't on camera. And then at last light, man, I was filming this little six pointer at the base of my tree and he got all kinds of like nervous. He was like, like shaky and like he was kept looking up and everything like this. And then the, the woods just exploded and you just hear trees breaking and smashing. And I uh, turned the camera and there he was, man. He was making a scrape and a rub on a tree and just going absolutely berserk. And I just thought it was the most magnificent thing in the world, man. It's just absolute giant, just ripping the woods up. And I didn't even think about shooting him at this time. I'm just watching him do his thing. And then he starts to walk how far, out. How far was he when that oh, was, when you were he, observing him? Uh, probably 75 yards. Okay. Did you get the the, the glass on him right away and, and watch him through there to get excited? Or were you just like, kind of like, okay, I see a buck over there. Cool, cool. So so I just, I turned the camera right on him and just mm. started filming him right from the start. Um, and he would just, then that's when I started to get kind of excited. But I was like, it's just so cool. And then not, not even in me was it like, I'm going to kill this deer. I was like, this is badass, dude. This thing is just tearing the woods up, man. It's like once in a lifetime of seeing something like this. So um, so then he starts coming out of the thicket, and I'm like, wow, this might actually happen. So I grab my bow, and I'm watching him, and he's kind of like walking away. And then at the last second, he takes a 90-degree turn and just starts walking right at me. And I was like, wow, this is really about to happen. So I stop him. <laughs> dude, he's at 22 awesome. yards. I just let him have it, dude. It was crazy. How many yards? You said 20 yards for the shot? The video. 22 yards. 22. Yeah, it was 22 yards. And what are you using it for your sight pin? What did you, what did you, um, you got a single sight pin or what do you got? Yeah, I'm running right now. I'm running a CBE single, single pin. And, uh, I just had it at 20. And the, the only reason I knew it was 22 is because I had another deer at the same exact spot, uh, earlier in the day. And I had ranged him, and it was 22 yards, so I didn't have to range it. I knew if they came through that opening, it was 22 yards. And uh, I just put the 20 right on his shoulder and let him have it. And, of course, I hit him right in the shoulder. <laughs> what are you shooting for arrows? And uh, punched right through the shoulder. Um, I, I'm shooting just a, actually really light setup. Um, I think I'm, uh, I want to say, right around 475, 485, something like that. Okay. Um. I'm shooting Easton Hexes, actually, and um, with a Zeus up front, man. And I'll tell you, if I, I and I, I swear by that broadhead. If I was shooting any other broadhead, I may have had a different result. But it actually blew through the shoulder, went all the way through, hit the rib on the other side, and came out and was extruded about an inch, inch and a half, and it was right underneath the skin. So I had a complete pass through, and I had gone through the center bone of his shoulders. Um, and when we had gotten down and got over there, there's no blood or no hair, man. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. And then kept going and I found the broken arrow. So, but it was crazy. He only went like uh, about 40 yards and piled up. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it was not. That's crazy. awesome. Dude, crazy. super freaking cool. You must have been jacked. Oh, I was in a whole different world, man. I didn't even think I was on planet Earth at the time when we came up to him. <laughs> That's how I feel. It was nuts. That's awesome. So you do you do European yeah. skull mounts, um, and you got I think you got mm-hmm. bugs. I don't know what they're called. I forget. But yep. are, are you going to Euro mount it or? That's what, That's right. Are you? No, gonna... he's getting a full shoulder mount, man. Do you do that too? Do you do shoulder mounts? It's my first. No, 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 no. I have a really good friend of mine that I work with that does them, so he's going to do it for me. So. Nice, man. My first first booner. First booner with the bow, so I'm awesome. excited. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, yours is looking real pretty. Mine's not as big, but not that I care. To me, it's like, fuck the first, you know, the first buck with a bow. I got to gotta do it. So, dude, doing a mound ain't fucking cheap That's either. Like a- Holy shit. What does it cost out there? Nah, I don't know if I want to say because I don't want to give his prices out like that, but um, it was a little over 500 bucks. So it's like, I, I probably could wow. get it done for less uh, if I just, you know, go to like a guy. And I know some guys and, and maybe next time I will, but I really right. like what uh, they got going on over at this shop. So I really was happy to give them my money for this. That's cool. And the one-stop yeah, shop keeps you from driving right everywhere, which is too. cool. What's that? I said that's about the going rate around here too. Yeah. Yeah, that's Five good. to six hundred, depending on who you go to. Okay, make me feel better. In my mind, I'm thinking like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, three hundred bucks or something like that, right? Nope. Damn. Got to get another sponsor. A, 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 a European bounce right now is like one seventy-five. No shit. Wow. Yeah, I guess if you do the bugs though, and then it's like super clean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole different. Yeah, it's you get the nose cartilage. The teeth are all nice and structurally put in there, and so that's good. I buried yeah, mine. Definitely, uh, definitely the way to go. I got a seven pointer that I put in the dirt over for like nine months or something like that, dug it up and then everything just was gone. So I rinsed it out a little bit, soaked it and then painted it uh, with some flat white to whiten it back up and put some like wood stain on the antlers to bring some color back into those. And it turned out all right. It's on the, the shelf in the background. So it's just, that was my first year month that I did myself. Otherwise, everything else is just like a bunch of antlers laying around because I would cut the antlers off the skulls when you take them to the meat processor back in the day. Right, right, exactly. That's the way to do it. That's cool. Well, congrats, is the rut, dude. Is the rock kicking over there? Yeah, I think it is. That's what I was just trying to get a gauge on. Uh, most folks that I'm talking to are seeing stuff. It's been super hot here. Like we were, you know, in like the mid 70s, like it was hot in our house. And it's like, I think it slowed things down a little bit. He, but so what I suspect with the cold front that's coming through right now, um, it's going to get crazy for the next couple of days, which some of it could bleed into our gun season here, which is, um, you know, next Saturday. So that could be really exciting to have a more of a, like a, a late rut, but I think we're kind of in it at the moment. Yeah, I feel the same here. I mean, we're in that same, we're in the same temperature realm as you guys. I mean, it's been slow movement during the day, the early mornings when it's cold, it's, it's pretty much lock and load. A lot of chasing, a lot of the smaller bucks are getting kind of crazy. But we're supposed to get a little bit of rain here um, Wednesday into Thursday. It's supposed to stop around noon. And then the temperature is going to drop like a rock. And I, I really feel that things are going to get kind of crazy. Um, and, and that for gun season also, because our season kicks in here about the 18th. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, you're like a couple days season, before so us. The big dogs are going to get crazy. Yep. And then you got all the pressure, okay. which all the pressure from gun hunters. Like we got, my guess is we'll have well over 600,000 uh, people in the woods throughout the state. And you know, all that movement 
and shooting and hopefully cold temps and maybe a late rut. Like it should be a really fun gun season. Yeah. A, a lot of big deer are hitting the ground this year, especially here. I mean, because with the the mild winters that we've been having, um, seeing a lot of them in the taxidermy shop, I mean, some absolute studs. So I think there'd be a lot of big deer get shot with gun season across the board. I feel for sure. Well, good luck everybody. And, get out there. This is it. Like the best thing you can do. We've heard it from everybody. Just get out there and stay as positive as you, as you can. Cause it could, it could turn around in a second. Persistence, persistence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. Well, I'm, I'm super happy for you. Um, <laughs> we'll share my story. Thanks, I'm not going to debut it just now, but we'll, we'll share my story on how it all went down for me. I shared a little bit of it on like Instagram, but you know, we'll get into detail here soon. I'm sure. I'll be tuning in, Eric. All right, buddy. Have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Hey, you too. Take care, bud. Thanks Bye. for having me. Hey, I was going to ask you the questions about your deer and your hunt, and now you're going to ask me what I'm doing. So what are let's we just doing tease, Let's just tease the story out. We'll, we'll push the story back. I know maybe people want to hear that. Let's hear All what, right. your, what your plan is. Let's help them out first. Right. Yeah, so uh, I'm off tomorrow. I was supposed to help with uh, some other things, and that got changed around. So I'm going hunting tomorrow, plain and simple. I need to find something with horns, hopefully hopefully something big, because I'm not going to settle for something okay. that I don't want to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you make it sound like a bad thing, Eric. <laughs> Dude, if, if you get your heart going and you, you know, get your, get your pee all hot, then let her rip. Yeah, right. Let her rip, Tater Chip. You know, you could always, no, you could always I, use I another couple, Euro mount, right? I have a couple bucks in mind. You know, I've got a couple bucks in mind that I'd love to take. Um, I'm going to throw a sit in one area tomorrow morning. And if nothing pans out, then I got uh, a backup plan for the afternoon. I'm not going to stick in that same spot the whole, the whole day, but I'm going to get up, move around in another spot and find hot sign and set up on it and see if it pans out. That's and, pretty much my plan, but... I'm home kind of getting some things ready. Um, I need to find some warmer gear, basically. I've, all my gear that I have is pretty much it's spring, like early fall gear. It's not real good for the weather we're going to have tomorrow. So might be shivering like a dog shitting fish hooks. We'll see. Jesus. The wind's kind of wacky tomorrow. It's a but, predominantly uh, west wind, but it's like, you know, or, or like out of the west, I should say, and then it switches right. to you know out of the southwest, and then out of the out of the northwest, it's like all over. Yeah, but we're, I'm gonna find a spot where I can predominantly hunt a westerly. Yep. So, and try. When you say you're looking for hot sign, Greg, what is hot sign right now? Like, or do you have? daylight uh trail cam picks of these bucks putting on rubs or in scrapes or like what's going to be really hot for you a fresh turd i don't have any daylight trail cam pictures of any bucks partially because i pulled most of my cameras due to the fact that we have a lot of bird hunters in some of these areas and guys like to mess with things they see a camera they they're not very respectful of other property you know you know how that goes so i pull a lot of my cameras out I do have a couple sitting and hidden away in some places, but I honestly really don't want to go mess with them. Those are going to sit there and just collect data to see 
maybe for next year or the year after, you know? Yeah. I'm just holding out on those, those couple of cameras just to see basically how the deer use some of these areas for future. So I, I'm not just scouting for right now, right now, this year, I'm scouting for, you know, next year and maybe the year after, but some of these areas I don't have a whole lot of intel on other than what sign I'm finding either rub scrapes or trails or just where deer are browsing to know when they're exactly using it or how they're using it. And how close so, do you plan on getting into some of these bedding areas that you're aware of? Um, <laughs> that I'm going to play by ear. I'm going to, I'm going to go with my gut and my comfort level. We're going to see how far off I am. Where do you think, I'm, do you think I'm they're going to be sent checking cruising for does? Do you think you'd be better off setting up on, on doe bedding? I'm definitely going to be looking to set up on doe bedding. Um, we're in the rut right now. They're going to be cruising. Heck, when I went and picked up my my deer from the butcher today, uh, I was on my way past the section. And in fact, I think it was on the phone with you. Yeah. And there was a buck cruising. You're like, oh, well, look at that. One o'clock. Staring at the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, tall, nice, tall, I don't know, seven or eight pointer. Big body on him and uh, rain soaked and just uh, looking to looking to go across the road to see if some of his friends are over there. But they're cruising, and that's the time to be sitting near a doe bedding area, I think. So yep. that's what I'm going to do. I got two doe bedding areas that are pretty close. Um, pretty easy. One's pretty easy to get to. The other one. Well, that one's not going to be a lot of fun. I'll probably end up bumping something. I always do when I walk in there. Yeah. And uh, part of the deal. So they're going to be here. they're going to be sent checking the downwind uh, side of bedding, and you're going to want to be in the even further downwind than that to make sure they don't catch your wind. So you want to be in between the bedding and, and that cruising area. Right. Or I'm going to have to kind of put myself in the middle and just go with what I've got. You know, sometimes you have to give a little. And if that means you kind of got to put yourself in a potentially upwind position just to get a, a shot, if it's going to give you a shot, that's what I'm going to do. One of a, one of our listeners, <laughs> uh, Jose, who's watching and, and Reinhardt's watching too and commenting. Uh, Reinhardt said he's on two big guys right now. Had uh, They had daylight yesterday. And then Jose said he works for the, the railroad and he's seen three different bucks today with three different does. Um, and he's, I think in Iowa. So, I mean, it sounds like we're, this is it, dude. Like if, if you get anywhere in the, these primary areas that you and I have been, you know, uh, putting time in, and I think, I think you're prime here for at least seeing something. And for you, that's gonna be a big deal. Cause to my knowledge, you haven't seen a buck in the stand yet this season because you've been putting you, no. you've been putting me on the bucks. So it's not your fault. Um, <laughs> you know, it's your fault. Cause you're a nice guy. Hey man, I'm trying to help a brother out. That's all. Uh, I mean, you did see one. You saw the five pointer when we when we hunted together out of that one tree. Um, but yeah, we could have killed tree. a few pheasant hunters. Yeah, no shit. That wouldn't be ethical. <laughs> <laughs> I know that wasn't the nice thing to say on the podcast, but no, well, I said it. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, it's recorded forever. <laughs> right. Oh boy! Podcast land for all to enjoy. I mean, the the biggest piece of advice I've been hearing from everybody is like, 
this is the time. Get the heck out there. If you can sit, go sit. Sit, 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 and stay as positive as you possibly can. Hang in there. If you know if you're not if you haven't made yep. it happen yet, just stick with it right now. Absolutely. And, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go out there, pack snacks, water, and do what I need to do to uh, keep myself sane. If it means getting down and moving to another spot where I see deer moving a little better. You know, even if it's 50 yards, if I got to get down and move my stand, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, if you got the win in your favor, then you right. can move quiet and then just make make moves, you know. Maybe only go a that's couple sticks high so you can have a quick teardown. Right. Yeah, and that's all I plan on doing because most of that area, as you well know, it's not real big, heavy. It's not a lot of trees, and they're not big trees, so you're really not going more than a few sticks high. So it'll be a quick teardown run reset and and go yep are you doing a morning sit too then tomorrow yeah i'm gonna go sit in the morning i still am not 100 percent sure where i'm gonna go i'm just gonna i'm gonna go <laughs> I, I don't feel real confident in my morning sits um did one already this year only one and it was garbage yeah but yeah it was garbage for both of us so. right it didn't go well for either one of us that's for sure but the evening was much, yeah. much better. Yeah, and well, in the evening too, you know, I like hunting evenings better just because of the fact that I can see where I'm going. You know, I'll have an idea in mind as to where I want to go, but something can sway that. If I find better signs somewhere, why would I not go follow the better sign? I'm not going right. to go hunt an area just because, well, this is the area I picked and this is what I'm just going to stick with. A lot of people do that. Not how I I know they do. I know they do. And they have success at it. Yeah. I haven't had as much success at it as I have playing this bounce around game that I've been playing for the past four years. Well, it was a, it's been better for me to bounce It was a year ago you and I hunted today, a year ago today when you and I hunted a conservancy property together. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you got pretty close to some action. I saw a doe and I didn't shoot her. I actually kind of regret that in hindsight because I wanted the meat. <laughs> But I thought maybe she could be hot and she'd bring in a buck. So I thought, well, you know, why shoot her? Hindsight, I probably should have shot her and just right. waited anyways because what difference does that make? I could have just sat there because you were still hunting. So, um, But that was one of those instances where you and I went into an over, slightly overlooked area that I know gets pressure during gun. Um, but I don't think, to my knowledge, that particular spot had any hunting pressure in that little area People were going to other parts of the property, and we got on some good sign. I mean, we saw good fresh turds. We had good strong tracks. I think you had found some rubs on the way in too. So that was uh, I found a crap. Yeah, that was a good area. I mean, that, that was a great first was, first hunt. Yeah, I like that the whole area was far up. Yeah, and you heard grunting and chasing and you know crashing and all that stuff. I did the entire time I was set up in that stand. But they never did come out. I just saw the doe, and it was the same doe that went over by you. Sure, the little, the uh, little one. But there were, yeah, there was a buck in there. I think he was chasing the the ma around, and that was the that was the fawn. Yep, yep. That been the second fawn I've taken off of that property. If I would have shot her. <laughs> sure. Good meat. Good eating. But I, I'm just thinking about like the fact that you had never been there. I'd been there, but I never looked at that slice of it. And you were able to dissect a property and get us in some action. Um, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So when you talk about hunting the sign, I just, as people are listening, 
and they're going out tomorrow or this week or this weekend, um, you know, what should they be trying to, to do? Um, I think a lot of the listeners that we have are pretty avid and they have a good, good concept of what they ought to be doing. Oh yeah. I, I would, I would think that they're probably more avid than you or I, I mean, I've been hunting for a long, you know, amount, a fair amount of years. I haven't had a ton of success, but you know, I managed to shoot deer every year to fill my freezer except for last year with the move, but, um, you know, everybody, everybody's got their thing that they look for, but I'm just looking for fresh sign, a heavily worn trail, rubs, uh, scrapes, deer are still hitting some of them. I think the younger bucks are probably hitting them more often. I think if you got something that's more secluded, that's like not on a, a field edge, but in an area that's thick, that might be a good area to, to, to look at least get a, an idea as to what's going on. But security cover is key. And if you got an area that's thick and full of security cover, I think that's just your best bet. It's you're always going to have something wandering around there looking for a doe or looking for a place to rest. So that's where I'm headed. I'm headed for tight, heavy security cover. Nice. And those shots can be kind of tricky too, but I think you got a good setup for it. You've obviously proven to be lethal by killing two does, no problem. So, Yeah, those are the warm-up. Monkeys off the back. You're ready to go, man. I had one other thought I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Are you are you uh, bringing like a grunt tube with you? Are you bringing rattling antlers at this point? Someone I talked to, I forget who it was. Maybe it was a tactic talk or maybe it was a listener call-in, but someone mentioned they kept like a like a heavy stick on a string and carried the string up to their stand. So like if they were going to rattle, they would like, you know, pick up that rope or that string and like, you know, flop around the stick a little bit on the ground. So it seemed a little bit more authentic if you're in a stand. I know a lot of these guys that hunt in the ground, if you're doing rattling, you can stomp around and rustle up leaves and stuff to make it feel and seem more natural and authentic. But if you're in a tree stand doing that, you don't get any of that. So I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, I always bring my grunt tube with. That's uh, that is with me. But you're not like blindly rattling. No, I'm not a big fan of blind rattling. I, but I've not had a lot of success with it either. I think I rattled one buck in when I was like 15. I was messing around behind the farm, and it was probably the end of October, and uh, I just took a set of antlers my dad had sitting around and I cracked them together and, and just kind of did a little rattling sequence in the backfield. And this big seven pointer came, poked his head out of the marsh and looked around. And then he walked out to the edge of the field and still looked around wondering what was going on. <laughs> Didn't see anything and turned around and went right back in again. But other than that, I've never had like a, a success rattling a deer in. You see, you yeah, see I, it on brought, YouTube videos and, and stuff like that, but I, I, I've had, I've had success with it once rattled in a nice eight pointer, uh, on public land, but it was, it was like a lot of kicking and moving and, you know, thumping and freaking throwing up leaves in the air and all that garbage. And, you know, a couple grunts, a couple grunts, uh, you know, doble and, you know, one came right in on a string, you know, it's pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, but I think we were in a bad wind spot. He came from the wrong direction and, and got us, got our wind and took off. So it's kind of neat to see it happen that way. In fact, because of the comment someone had said about the, the stick on a string kind of thing, when I was trimming branches when we were out on the marsh that Sunday, 
I was trimming a, a bit of a shooting lane and some of the, the like twigs and, or sticks or whatever were bigger. And so I grabbed two of them and kept them on my stand thinking like, if I'm going to grunt, maybe I'll, I'll, you know, drop some of these or something like that. I don't know, you know, getting kind of weird. <laughs> Probably not a great idea, but one of those things that's like, if that would work, it's kind of, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. You never know what you're going to see. Uh, be honest with you. One thing that you might not think works, uh, a deer might come in just to be curious to see what it was, you know, because he'd never heard anything like that before. What the hell is going on over here? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. They're a pretty curious animal. So, yeah. When I was doing some photography this last summer or like late, late, late summer, August, um, man, those does got so close to me. They were so curious. They could see me plain as day, but they didn't know what I was because they couldn't smell me. And so they got real close, perking their heads sure. and, and getting real curious. You know, eventually they'd run off and blow and then look back and then they'd creep all the way up again. I'm like, what the heck, you guys? <laughs> I'm right here. You can see what I am, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, I don't know. I'm glad that you're going to be out tomorrow. Um, I, I think you should take over the Where to Hunt story and uh, let people follow along while you're out there. If you're willing to post some content, sure. that'd be cool. Yeah, I can post some content tomorrow on our story, and then uh, some they'll have something to do while they're on the can or whatever. Yep, yep. What the hell's Greg out there doing? And this time, when we if you get one, uh, it won't be a guess. We'll we'll know it's you. <laughs> Although people well, were pretty good, pretty doing. people were pretty accurate about guessing the fact that it was me and not you. I thought that was kind of weird. I don't know why people thought it was me and not you. Well, they just they know. I only shoot those. <laughs> Greg, Greg, the freezer queen king. <laughs> yeah, the freezer queen's your term that I heard of. Uh, it's not my term, but it's been a, a commonly used term this year. So yeah, but I'm only a little right. I'm only a little disappointed you didn't come tonight because I was hoping you'd bring me a snack stick or two, but you're not here, so that's uh, sad for me. Well, sorry to disappoint. Yeah. Maybe next time. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, Bill's on here. Bill with Spartan Forge said his rutcation starts tomorrow. Uh, Dan Anderson no. uh, could be good tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow, tomorrow, guys. Like, Greg's going to make it happen. Stay stay frosty. Stay tuned. I'm not trying to jinx you, buddy. I'm just trying to make it uh, manifest it. That's the word I was looking for. Manifest that shit. <laughs> oh, you're doing something. You go oh, out there with the, you go out there with the no freaking purpose. You just you just go out there and be like, this is the freaking day. Did you see Isaac uh, with Vector Custom Shop like half nude in the stand yesterday? I did, I did. Him and I were talking about trying to get together and hunt, but he had some other things going on. Um, we've been kind of trying to work together and, and maybe do a little filming, but just hasn't panned out with his schedule and mine. Uh, having a go to work every day kind of puts a damper in a lot of that stuff. But, yeah. um, he's, he's working on trying to chase down a certain buck and the piece that he's hunting, it's, it's permission piece. And said, Hey man, you gotta go do that. You gotta go chase that buck down. So I hope he finds it. I hope he gets it tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, hopefully he's got his pants hopefully, pulled up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully he does have his <laughs> pants on. That would be a bonus. That would be a bonus. But if they're if they're missing, we'll know where to probably find them. They might be dangling from a tree it somewhere. M- it might be a bonus if you so. get a buck with your pants down, right? 
That'd be a story to tell. Oh, so hot. <laughs> so hot. I put my pants down. My shirt was still off, and he came. He came right up there. <laughs> I could just hear it now. I'm sure someone oh, did yeah. it. I saw there's someone that posted a picture of their trail cam uh, photo with some guy in his underwear with his bow, you know, walking, he must've been walking out to a stand in his freaking underwear. Hey, you do what you got to do. Apparently. If you're a free spirit, let freedom ring. Eh, yep. I don't know yep. what to say. I don't know. Anyway. I'll well, let you ask the question though. Mine, though. Yeah, go ahead. So you shot your first buck with a bow. I think we know how it feels, but tell us, how does it feel to get that monkey off your back? Honestly, it like feels like high school. <laughs> like when you, you know, yeah. Just, just throwing that out there. No, it's a big deal, man. It like, feels, it feels good. I, I, uh, gosh, I've only been bow hunting. So what am I? 34. I started bow hunting. I think when I was like, I want to say 23 or 24, somewhere right in there. Um, so I guess I've been at it for like 10 years, which doesn't it sound like a long time, but uh, I had only gotten my first deer with a bow as a doe from the ground at 10 yards. That was 2017 when my daughter was born. So a uh, three year dry spell of getting anything and then, Hunting hard with you this season so far. Had five buck sightings and two opportunities and closed on the one opportunity. So um, the one was a clean miss that still perplexes me. I think that buck may have been a touch bigger than the one I ended up with. But um, (laughs) real quick, before we hear the full breakdown here, let's get into the shot of the week. All right, the shot of the week is brought to you by Vector Custom Shop. Please check out vectorcustomshop.com and you can use code where the number two, the word hunt for 10% off. These guys custom build arrows to your specifications, just like Greg mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Uh, you enter in your information. If you're looking to get into a heavy, a heavy arrow setup, uh, if you've ever had a shot on a deer where you hit the clavicle or the shoulder or something like that, and, or a rib, and you didn't get a full pass through, or your arrow broke off, um, you know, and, and maybe that one got away, or your blood trail dried up, these arrows will help prevent that situation from happening. It will increase your odds of an ethical, lethal kill. Um, and and honestly, they're just a great company with uh, great people and great service. They're located here in Wisconsin. Uh, so they'll work with you to build an arrow that's going to be right for your draw length, your draw weight, um, your hunting style, whether it's from the ground or from a tree, and the game that you're after, whether that's elk hunting out west or whitetail here in the Midwest. Um, so again, it's VectorCustomShop.com, and that's code where the number two, the word hunt for 10% off. And for your first order, you can get a test pack of two arrows so you can make sure you're dialed in before you go ahead and pull the trigger on half a dozen or a dozen. So uh, the shot of the week this week is actually my shot, and it's just kind of the story of the buck that I got on uh, election day on uh, November fourth. So uh, let's hear what uh, let's hear how the story goes. I suppose I, I'm just so thrilled. Yeah. I, I remember when it happened. I was like, for the record, it was a pretty bad shot. I should have, in hindsight, you know, done the map, and I should have stopped him, and I didn't. 
I'm thinking it through. I should have stopped him. And, uh, and because I didn't, he was moving. And uh, there was a limb that my bow, the top part of my bow limb, I guess, was hitting when I drew back. It was touching it. So I had to like, I couldn't go left or right. I had to like, I couldn't go down or up. I had to turn it sideways. So my bow is cocked. I said this in the video uh, when I was talking to you when you were here uh, last Wednesday. Sure. I cocked yeah. my bow sideways. My face sideways. My my neck was tilted all the way to the side. Um, so, well, I've never done that before. I've never shot my bow from like a side angle like that, but I was hell-bent to make no. this happen. No, you're, you're, <laughs> you're shooting in like a recurve. You're trying to keep the arrow sitting on the riser. And, I was. And, yeah, that's going to change the angle of things. So it was pretty weird but i was like this is it you know and i didn't totally expect him to come where he came from so i didn't have a good shooting lane and that branch was too big to chop so like that wasn't one i could i could do away with and i'd made enough racket when i got out there it was the first time on the property uh first sit in that tree and then i you know i'd made some assumptions that had come true and i'm really happy that my understandings my understanding of things made a lot of sense and it played out the way that mostly how i wanted it to he came out of the bedding I wanted to. He just cut across in a slightly different spot. But um said so when I shot, it was far back. And I thought, fuck, dude, I just injured that deer. I shot him in the leg. That's what I thought. And he hopped. It was a good hop. Like, he, he kicked. Like, you know, like, oh, I got him. And I saw it happen. I saw the arrow hit him. Uh, it didn't stick out. It was a pass through. And then he, like, kept going the direction he was originally headed and then stopped and then worked his way north directly to me just a little bit uh southeast of me and was coming up straight north so he was a little bit eventually died directly east of me by five yards and had no idea i was in the tree i was uh-huh. in i mean he had no clue that i was there i already had another arrow knocked um because i realized it was not a great shot so i thought okay i was trying to look to see if i could get another shot off um as he was working his way north towards me through all this stuff he was kind of behind a blowdown and he was just kind of walking and walking. He wasn't running. And I was like, and it didn't just, it just didn't occur to me at the time that that big artery is back there. Uh, I didn't fully comprehend what had happened yet. So when he started like coughing and huffing and then eventually fell over, I was like, well, he didn't lay down. He fell over. And then he, I saw his belly up and his legs up, did a couple kicks. And then I saw his head just rest and flop. I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, ah, nah, he ain't dead. I didn't kill this deer. Like I'm, I'm, he's going to get up and I'm going to kick him out and he's going to run forever. This isn't going to go well. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, I think he's dead. You know, and I was only one stick high in this tree. I had set up on such a, a speed setup because I was trying to get out there. I didn't get to the property until, uh, 10 to four. And then I bolted my ass out to this kind of where I wanted to be based on the wind and got set up. And I think I was maybe set up for 15 minutes before he came through. Um, and so whatever, I, I jumped out of the stand, arrow knocked, uh, lease on, walked over to him. And I'm looking at him like, I think he's dead. And I, I couldn't believe it. So I poked him in. I took my arrow out, uh, put my drop breast down, took the arrow out and poked him in the eye. Nothing. And it was at that point where I stood there for a minute going, holy shit, is this, did this act, did I actually kill the, actually killed this buck like why is he dead right now what happened uh it was pretty crazy i text my dad he's like you got lucky i think you hit the artery um 
first person I called was my wife on FaceTime. I texted my buddy who was out there with me. He showed up late and got into a different spot. I had no idea where the hell he was. I know he was out there somewhere. And he's like, did you shot one? Do you need me to help you track it? I'm like, no, I'm standing there right now. It's five yards from my, where I set up. He's like, what do you mean? I said, oh, just ran right towards me. And uh, that was that was it, man. I couldn't believe it. So I took a couple photos, dragged them out a little bit further, and we gutted them and uh, got them the hell out of there. Yeah. Well, you and I were talking earlier that day where you're like, yeah, I want to go to this property. I'm checking it out. And you sent me a snapshot of it. And you're like, what do you, what do you think? I said, it looks good. You know, it looks like there's a lot of trails. Yeah, I like this one area. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to go, though. So, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm on the phone with my brother from Arizona, <laughs> talking to him about getting back into hunting and all that stuff. And, and I'm like, huh, Eric's trying to FaceTime me. Eric, Eric, your buddy from the podcast? I'm like, yeah. Well, maybe you should go. I said, well, you know, I haven't talked to you. He's like, no, no, call me back later. Let me know what he, what's going on. Said, All right. <laughs> so here it's you, and you're showing me, like, you send me a picture. I'm like, what in the world? I think I, I, I think you I you sent you a text first. Me. I didn't pick, I couldn't pick up because I was just trying to hang up with my brother. Yeah, I FaceTimed you and my buddy Joel, and I'm like, what the hell? But neither of these guys are answering, and Joel's here with me somewhere. And like, yeah, I'm so, like, so you, you, I see the picture of the buck, the head of the buck. I'm like, what in the hell just happened? I have no <laughs> clue what's going on. Did I even tell you I was I hunting? Go, is that right. what is that what had happened? I, you didn't even know I was out? Because you were pretty perplexed. You're well, like, what do you, you mean you got a deer? Like, well, yeah, because you had said, like, yeah, I don't know when I'm going to go. And it went from I don't know when I'm going to go to, oh, there's a, there's a picture of a dead buck. Huh. Now, at that point, you didn't know. Was it me or was it someone else's? You didn't know. Well, no, I obviously I knew it was you, but I'm like, he must have went hunting. That son of a bitch went hunting without me, <laughs> which is cool. It's all great. It, I'm, I'm glad you were able to take, you know, some of what you picked up this fall with hanging out with me, whatever it was. I don't know how much you actually picked up, but you uh, you took it out, you know, applied it, and you throw shit at the wall. Sometimes it sticks, right? Yeah. And yeah. It, it definitely did. It, it worked out. So I was pretty damn happy for you pretty excited so i think i texted my brother back and said yeah eric shot a buck and he was pretty he was pretty pumped about it because my brother used to come with me and my dad and track deer all the time he loved doing it but Mm -hmm. he hated the cold weather when it came to hunting so he never he never stuck with it well now he's talking about doing it again but anyway back to to back to yours your stuff here is awesome you know so happy for you glad that you were able to go out there pretty much on your own pick a spot and and just kind of off of what you're seeing you know you don't know until you know and if you're seeing a good trail with a lot of a lot of traction on it a lot of a lot of uh, movement going down it what, what does it hurt to sit it at least you're going to see something you know a doe maybe a small buck but in your case you saw a decent buck and uh, you were more than happy to take it. So Yeah, yeah but I'm, your voice is in my I'm head a little bit. Like, I remember when you said, next time you see a buck, like, draw aggressively. Because the one that I had missed, I was, like, so tempted and so cautious about it. Which I think that you need to be considering that. But when I saw this guy, I just fucking drew back. I was like, fuck this, I'm drawing back. I know, I'm swearing. I was like, I'm, I'm just drawing back right now. And, and so that way, by the time he was walking past, I was getting my side pin on him, you know. 
And then that's when I realized I was hitting that branch. I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? You know, like, this isn't, this isn't what I, you know, I'm not going to mess this up. I'm not going to miss this. But, um, right. Clearly I did mess it up and it just luckily luck was on my side that night to, to, you know, and honestly that buck didn't live for more than a couple minutes. He was, uh, he was dead quick. There was a lot of, there was a ton of blood in that cavity. And I, I'm surprised I couldn't find my arrow. I knew where the point of impact was. I saw the fur, like, I'm just surprised. I don't know. I, I tracked him anyways, huh? even though I already knew where he was. I, I tracked the blood trail and tons of blood. I was like, wow, look at all this blood. Like, what's going, how did he die? You know, I still ask myself these questions and I'm like, maybe my arrow like fell out at a different point or something, but it went clear through. So it'll be fun to try to find it later. But um, yeah, he didn't really understand what had happened. Yeah. And, and there were two does with or nearby. They didn't, you know, run off or freak out. They, you know, it was, just, it was all very, the whole thing was very quiet and unexpected, you know, which is, I think how it hunt should be when you're bow hunting. But on the way in, I kicked up um, two or three deer. Uh, I kicked up, I don't know what it was. It could have been a doe or a buck. Uh, immediately, I kicked one up and I was like, okay. And, and they didn't blow. They just kind of got up and, and, you know, went through the thicker stuff. Um, and I thought, oh man, this would be a good place to set up. But like the wind isn't right. And this, this wouldn't work. I wouldn't have a good opportunity. It would be a very small window of opportunity uh, by the time they, you know, might catch my scent. And then... Uh, when I got to where I thought I was kind of going, I kicked up a couple. I was like, Oh no. And I think it was a couple because it was super loud. Either it was either something really big or it was two deer. And I think it was two does. Uh, according to my buddy that was out there with me, Joel, I think he had seen those two does and, um, I don't know. So I don't, I don't think there's any sort of rut activity happening. That buck reeked like a rut buck though. Like Joel's like, Oh, I'm going to, I want to cut his scent glands out and use them for the rest of my hunts. Uh, which he forgot to do, unfortunately, but it was, it was cool. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of canary grass out there. So that arrow, you might find it in spring. If you go out there and do some spring scouting, um, yeah. I guess if you can remember where it's at, you might be able to find it. Yeah. I have a pretty good idea. I, at least I, I think I do anyways. I thought I did and I couldn't find it. So I was like, damn. We didn't look too, too hard. I mean, I didn't want to waste a lot of time. It was hot out, so I was, like, really concerned about getting that deer gutted and getting ice in the cavity. I didn't want to mess around. But then I realized, like, well, right. he didn't go far either. He died right by me. So normally there'd be a long track job, you know, and then we didn't have that at all. I didn't let him sit long. I knew exactly where he was. I jumped down immediately. Yeah, and that's exactly what you needed to do. Get him cleaned out and get him drug out and get some ice in him. Yep. And then you came over and helped out. But, but, but one thing I want to say... Uh, less to do with hunting um, and just the moment, the moment that I'll literally, this is why I'll never, ever forget this. My daughter, who is three years old at the time, while we're recording this episode, November 10th, 2020, she is three. She has been so excited for me to get a deer this season. She's my number one fan. I got that doe with my bow the year she was born, uh, the, the couple weeks after she was born. She's born in September, so I got uh, a doe, you know, a couple weeks later. And um, every time I go out, you know, good luck, Daddy. Are you going hunting? You know, good luck hunting. Get a deer. Whatever. Are we going to eat it? She's just she's just so into it. She watches hunting videos with me. She knows what TV we watch hunting videos on. Like, she'll request it. And um, she's been eating venison. Some of the venison I have left from uh, splitting a deer with a buddy last year. You know, I have a bunch of venison brats that were left um, that she's been enjoying. So whatever. I FaceTime my wife as I'm standing over this thing. 
and she she turns on you know the camera, and I'm just smiling with a shit-eating grin on my face. She's like, "What's going on? <laughs> you don't Facetime me while you're hunting ever, you know?" And I said, "I got one." And she's like, "No, you didn't." I said, "I did. I got one." And she's like, well, "What'd you get?" And I turned the <laughs> camera around, and it's a buck. She's like, "Is that a buck? Are those antlers?" I said, "Yeah." And she's like, "No, you didn't." I'm like, "Well, it's not someone else's dead buck." <laughs> with a smile on my face, like. Yes, I got a buck. She said, oh, my God, this is so great. And she's obviously happy for her own reasons. So she's like, Logan, come here to, to my daughter. And she gets on the phone, and I flip back to me, and she goes, Daddy, did you get a deer? I said, I did, Logan. She goes, let me see. So I flipped the camera around. I, I showed the buck again. She goes, oh, my gosh, it's a buck. So she's freaking out that it's a buck. And I'm like, it's a buck, Logan, you're right. And then she goes, can we eat it? <laughs> <laughs> like that that right there dude if i could put that in a time that's capsule up. and like relive that particular moment like um that's a big deal that's a big deal for me that was so so special to like uh go through all that and then you came over and she got to tell you about it and and we did eat, eat the buck that night i cooked it up on the on the pellet grill the, the pit boss and it was good man it was really good i think i could learn a little bit more about how to cook meat on a pellet ground. <laughs> but I was like overly well, concerned. You'll that get it there. Oh, well, and good. that's just it. It's easy uh, to get easy to overcook venison. It takes a little bit of screwing up first or you paying really close attention to what's going on with it. Meat thermometers are a big help. I'll just throw that little tip at you. If you don't have What's funny is I do have one, but I didn't even put that in. I was so, I was just such in a, like a weird state of mind. I didn't put the meat thermometer in and I wouldn't have known what temperature would have been the good temperature anyways. I'm just, I was just so aloof that night. Um, so the fact that you'd come over and help, help with all that, I, you know, I've done this stuff before, but I haven't done it frequently enough. So it's just something that I haven't done in years. You know, I was like, if you don't use it, you lose it. I just had no uh, good memory around all this stuff. So it was really awesome to have you come and help out. Holly didn't like all the blood in well, the kitchen, but it, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means though, don't you? It means you got to go hunt more and shoot more deer. Yeah. No, clearly. the more deer you shoot, the more, more meat you have to practice with, the more meat you have to practice with, the better you're going to get at it. Dude, I had like a, so, I, I had a five year spell where I, I shot deer, um, five years straight at a five year, Five year hot streak. Boy, was I good at it then. You know, I got real good at it. I got real good at gutting. I got real good at, you know, all that stuff. And then I and I even butchered my own deer one of those years. Cause I was like, you know what? I, I was a college kid. I was making shit for money. I was working full time. I didn't have any money. It took me like I think six hours. God, it was difficult because I didn't know what I was doing. YouTube and stuff. I had somebody trying to help me, but they weren't gonna do it for me, which is good, because that's how you learn. But I just didn't, I didn't know, I didn't understand the anatomy and, and this and that, but it was, it was the feeling of like literally doing it all on my own and then putting that meat in the cooler, getting it home and then packaging it up myself, labeling it myself. Like it meant so, so, so much more to me. Um, however, dropping off at the butcher is pretty freaking great. Just wash your hands, move on. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of nice to be able to drop it off at a butcher, but. <laughs> you have a much greater appreciation for that animal. Yep. At least I do when I take full possession of it from the field, you know, hanging it up in the shed or the garage, then 
caping it out and quartering it out and then breaking down the muscle groups and, and packaging it all up and labeling it and putting a date on it. And then every time I go into the freezer, you know, and you probably hear plenty of people say this, but every time you go into the freezer, you look at those packages and go, yep, I know exactly where that deer came from. I know where it's been and how it got here. Well, some of the people that think that that is gross, it's like, well, what do you think you're getting from the grocery store? Like, this is a side that I guess you don't see and maybe you don't want to see, but I think it's important to connect to your food that way because then you gain that appreciation and respect and you understand where it came from because this is how it always was. That's how things used to be. You'd kill something, you'd bring it back to camp, you would... You'd quarter it up, you would, you know, butcher it, and then you would freaking eat it, and you would appreciate it. It's just, even the butcher, man, like, even though it's great, it's it's removing it from that step, you know? Now it's going to show up all clean packaged yeah. and beautiful and nice, and, you know, maybe maybe my wife is going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that thing bloody in the back of your truck, which I still got to clean my truck right up, but... Um, <laughs> It's it's just one of those things that I think that I think that's an important factor of life to to add that in if you can. Absolutely. We yeah, got our we got our gun nice season right around the corner, which is good. Sorry, I cut you we, off. No, that's all right. We do have gun season right around the corner, and you know, and that's the chance to add another one or two deer to the freezer, and you'll be you'll be sitting fine with uh, plenty of venison then, you know. Logan eats it, if Holly likes it, and maybe if Dane starts gnawing on some venison here soon, mm-hmm. it'll all be good. It'll get it'll get eaten up. Not well, that was the thing. big reason I got the grill, honestly. I, I, I had an opportunity to replace my cross of my, my Weber charcoal, uh, but I had a Weber gas grill, and I it, it just it was ancient. It was from my dad as a hand-me-down. He got a new one for Father's Day one year or something, or his birthday one of the two, and... Um, you know, he gave me the other one, which was super great. Well, I got a, a lot of good use out of it, but eventually just one of the gas lines was wonky and it was like spewing gas everywhere. So uh, we got into this pellet grill thing and I thought, well, what a cool way to cook food with wood as the fuel source. Uh, I can smoke it. I can cook it over the flame. I can expose the flame. And uh, I'm so enthusiastic now because I actually haven't had any venison while I've had this grill other than the brats. So now I can really put this yeah, into use brats, the way I intended. Brats really aren't, yeah, brats really aren't, I mean, they're great. Don't get me wrong. I love a good venison brat, but it's really not venison in its pure form. It, you know, it's all processed and it's usually got pork and mixed in with it. It's tasty, but it's not like eating a, a hunk of, uh, loin or or even a, a nice chunk of roast or whatever an actual whole muscle group right just doesn't uh it's not the same yep well i'm happy to say i did take the the buck to i did drive the extra miles it was an hour and 15 minute drive one way to outdoor addiction taxidermy who we've had on the show in studio been on their show also out in blue mound wisconsin and they're to my knowledge one of the only one-stop shops. And what I mean by that is they're doing the CWD testing, they're doing the butchering, and in this case, my first time ever, they're doing the, the taxidermy in the mount for me. Um, so I'd have to, short of the far drive for me, it was, I take it here and I do all that stuff. I'm pretty happy about that. 
And Alex is a freaking machine. Yeah. He runs on jet fuel. That guy's a fucking maniac. So super happy to give him the business. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, my process has been so far uh, drop my sample off at the DNR station and then take the, the rest of the carcass over to the butcher. The butcher does his job. And then I get a call a week later saying the prime cuts are done and what do you want to do with the trim? So it's been a pretty slick process that way, but 85 bucks to, to get it butchered, they keep the hide and then anything additional. So brats, sausages, whatever, that stuff is additional yep. per pound. Yep. To be expected. And you know, not, you know, you should call out actually our friends over at Field the Freezer also. I know they've made super big strides with their platform to find a meat processor. Um, they're not a sponsor of the show. They're just friends of ours. But if you head on over to fieldtofreezer.com, you can take a look what they have going on. They have an app that they're building. You type in your, like, you know, zip code or what have you, and then it'll find a processor nearby. And the processors that they have in their um, platform, you can digitally go through all this stuff and you'll know exactly what you're paying for when you drop that deer off. And then that processor will scan your QR code. So you don't have to wait in line anymore and you know what cuts you're getting. You know how, you know how much of it they have a lot of um, really smart developers that have taken a lot of this stuff into account to make sure like you, they can guesstimate the size of the deer, how much meat, the shot placement, which meat might be ruined, which might meat might be good. They've gone through an onboarding process with each processor to make sure like, you know, depending on their, their specialty cuts you're getting, it's pretty cool, man. I got to go through their uh, onboarding process and see how it all works. And it's pretty spectacular. Um, and they're just kind of getting started. So they're fairly new, but they have a number of processors that they're already working with. So it's a growing platform. It's uh, going to change the way we do all that stuff. I think. I would say, yeah, and I mean, we're kind of becoming a digital world here. So yeah. to have that kind of service at your fingertips is pretty slick. Yeah. I tagged my deer digitally, right? I, I went to the DNR site and tagged it that way, you know, It'd be pretty cool then, you know, depending on where you're at. Maybe you're in a new area. You don't know where to take it. And maybe it's hot out and you got to get it somewhere quick. You know, like it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I messaged Alex right away and I said, can I bring it to you tomorrow? What time do you open? And he said, he, I could probably go back and read the text. He's like, get, get at least three bags of ice in there. Uh, that should be good. Get it real tight up in there, which is exactly what you had said. But it was pretty cool for him to advise me on all that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Similar too to what you had said, like don't 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 fuck up the hide, <laughs> don't push it in this way, yeah. Eric. Like that. So it was good to have him on. You know, obviously, I know him, so it was cool to text him and, and get that feedback right out of the gate. So you know, we knew the meat was going to be all right. And they they particularly not that I'm trying to like, I'm just talking about their stuff. I'm not like they're not a sponsor either. But they, if meat's not good, if you drug it through a swamp and it's not good, they're going to toss it. They're not going to use shitty meat when they do your processing. And I know that I get my deer back yeah. for the prime cuts. Which isn't always the yeah, case. Yeah, that's important. Yep. Also, our buddy um, Doug Duran, you mentioned that you got a CWD uh, waste station nearby, right? Or a carcass dumping I station? Do. Yeah, there is a car- carcass dumpster here in, uh, at my local DNR station, so that's pretty nice. Uh, aside from the, the kiosk right by it too, to, to take the head and drop it off 
I'm not worried about my, my deer having it so much as it's really good to help the DNR out. Get that data. Yep. Yeah. Get that data. I mean, it, if they're seeing a ton of negative deer here, that's great. That means it hasn't spread and we don't have it. Just like Dur- Doug Duren says, if you don't have it, you don't want it. Yeah, so, that's a good point. It's still nice. It's still nice to have that ability to get the carcass gone off the landscape. Cause I don't know. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but you pull into so many of our public land parking lots. Not only is there, you know, piles of beer cans and whatever else garbage laying around, empty shelves laying all over the parking lot, but then somebody decides it's just the best place to go dump a deer carcass. Well, it's natural. Well, it's natural. If the deer died of natural causes. I mean, you're not seeing deer carcasses laying everywhere. So, you know, it's nice to have a dumpster where those guys can hopefully take that carcass. And if they don't know it's there, they're not going to take it over there. They're just going to go dump it in the, in the ditch or go dump it in a public land parking lot somewhere. Right. So the more people know about them, the better throw throw your carcasses in the dumpster and there there is there a way to see where those are all kind of um put put out um you know as we're talking about it i wonder if i can get on the dnr website and see if there is maybe like a map on the dnr website maybe we ought to get doug back on the show (laughs) before the end of the season here if he's available i know he's a busy guy he's got a lot going on but um he is uh, reachable. Yeah. So that'd be a good episode. Uh, uh, someone I know, yeah, uh, James, uh, just messaged me earlier today. Uh, someone I know that runs a gym in Waukesha. He sent a picture of a really nice A-pointer. Like good mass, good spread um, on a property. He hunts private property in Dousman. He already tagged out. He already got a nice A-pointer earlier this season, actually, right at the beginning of the season. Um, but he, I think it was the beginning of the season, he sent me this picture this afternoon and uh, this nice A-pointer dead on this property, like yards within where they're going to set up. They're 20 yards in front of where they're setting up their tree stand for his daughter. And uh, no no entry or exit wounds at all. He, he thinks it was hit by a car. You were just talking about, like, you know, deer oh, dying really? a natural death. And he, he said, look at this beautiful buck. That must have got hit and died over here. He's he's trying to ask like, yeah, what should I do? Should I tell? I said, tell the DNR man. They'll, they'll like they'll be good data for them, you know, for for collision data. Yeah. Um, and then maybe you can cut off the horns and use it for decor or rattling or whatever you're gonna do. Dog bone. I don't know. Hmm. Is that legal to do? Can you just if you find a deer like that, can you cut the horns off it? Antlers. Um. People do it all the damn time on the freeway. Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not a state where I believe you need like a salvage tag for something like that. But um, I think if it were a, a real large deer, there might be some questions raised, and you'd be smart to call the DNR warden and Give you know, let them know on. you found it and yeah. all that, and at least go through the motions of doing everything you can to legally have possession of it. Yep, that'd be smart. What about the people that cut heads off deer? What's that all about, man? A roadkill deer, you cut the head off of it? I don't know. I've seen a couple yeah, dead ones on the road I've with no head. I'm like, bucks. what do you do with that? You mounting it? 
I don't know. They thought it was cool or it's a trophy to them in some way, shape, or form. Or maybe it's you a know, Euro mount for them. I don't know. Off their car. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that, that big 14-pointer that was hit down the street from my house a couple of years ago, um, my buddy actually took that. He took the whole deer, but and we he processed it up, and I think he probably got about two-thirds of the meat. The rest was pretty well trashed from the impact of the vehicle. But our buddy Jeff took and, and Euro-mounted it for him. Jeff, he's commenting right now. You need to contact the police and get possession. And then he said that's illegal. Well, I don't know, Jeff. What part's legal? Jeff, call in. Call in. Let's chat about this for a minute. Sorry. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, Jeff. Call in. Uh, but anyway, he, the police were there, and because of the car, it was a collision, and the police had to put the deer down. Uh, he, he, the, the officer asked, you know, you guys want this deer? And my buddy stepped up, yeah, I want the deer. So. He wrote out the tag and handed it to him. And actually, he had to call the DNR and claim it. I think the cop might have given him a, a a number or something. And then he called it in right away. Car hit deer. I was sitting there with him. I remember it pretty well. And it, it, I think it took him maybe 10 minutes of calling in and, and getting through. And it was pretty painless. I think they emailed him a some sort of a number or a tag or whatever. And it was done. Nice. Deal. That's pretty cool. So I'm sure they deal with it plenty. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, more, I don't know if more deer get hit by cars than are uh, killed by an archer or a gun. Maybe not, but for now in the interim, <laughs> there's, mm. there's plenty on the road. Yeah, it, it could be. Yeah. There's That'd be plenty a fun on the comparison. Road. That'd be a fun study. Who wins truck or archery? <laughs> What broadhead do you use? A Ford F-150. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chevy. Oh, I know. The Silverado, man. That does it every time. Full pass through. <laughs> yeah, full pass through on the Silverado. <laughs> oh, boy. I think I just gave myself some ideas for some more content. <laughs> uh, you think you did? Oh, gosh. It's Jeff. I don't see Jeff him in the call. I don't see him in the queue. Uh, let's see. He ain't in there, not yet. And it's eight, it's eight o'clock, so we're about ready to wrap it up, anyways. That's uh, fun. It's fun to talk about the buck, man. I'm trying to soak up all of that. You know, there's so much good outpouring of of outreach from everybody, um, folks like Jeff and you, and and so many others that sent me a message or or what have you. And it was cool. Everyone said they're proud of me or whatever. And, you know, it was nice to hear. Obviously, a lot of folks, more folks listen to this show than I think I realize. Not to, not to, I always say no one listens. You know, we're always happy to hear it. But uh, the number of people that do follow along is kind of surprising to me sometimes. Where people are like, oh, yeah, I listen to the show. I'm like, really? You listen? Okay. And that's cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, I've got friends of family and, and, uh, you know, my wife's godmother listens. Why she listens, I don't know. But, right. Hear me cuss. She does. Drink scotch. <laughs> hear you hear you cuss, drink scotch. Maybe maybe they're drinking scotch and, and they find us uh, somewhat amusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, that's but the one we appreciate the listenership. It's the one call I didn't do is drop tine uh, drop tine ribbon. Although if someone asked yeah, me if I'm bringing that to deer camp. And and the answer is yes, we're bringing it to deer camp. Uh it is it is deer camp in a bottle, and that is the official drink of the word on podcast for those wondering drop tine spirits. Specifically we like the 
the uh, 12 point, 12 point bourbon, but I did try the moonshine again, um, over the weekend and as good. I put it in the fridge, if you put it in the freezer, it'll actually freeze. So the alcohol content's pretty low. Uh, so I put it in the fridge to cool it and the bottle got all frosty and it was, it was good. It was good cold. It tastes like apple pie. We like actually, an apple pie shot. I actually took it to fish camp when I went up in June and everybody had it over ice as a nightcap and it was real nice. That sounds good. So it's kind of a dessert. I, I thought it was more of a dessert drink because it's a bit sweeter. Yep. Um, it, it's good stuff. I liked it. It's smooth. It's good. It's, um, I don't know, we did it as a shot. I had a couple of buddies over on the weekend. I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, one, of them will be, one of them will be at deer camp. The other is up in the air, but uh, it was good to hang out with those folks. And, and they, they tried the drop time. Uh, 12 point bourbon loved it. They tried the the moonshine and they enjoyed that as well. So it's good stuff. It really is. If you're into that anyways. Yeah, I would agree. So everybody, thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks for uh, listening to us babble on about, you know, shooting bucks on public land and planning to hunt a rut buck. Greg, good luck tomorrow, man. Thanks. I'm going to need every bit of it. Everybody, uh, welcome to the tip of the week. Uh, I think Anthony with Deervane is uh, going to be doing some hunting, so I don't know that I got a tip from him this week. And that being said, the tip of the week this week is to just go and hunt. I don't really have much else other than what I've been hearing from everybody, everybody, which is stay positive, uh, stay determined, stay the course. You know, it ain't no picnic, as our friends at... Uh, uh, Whitetail Legacy podcast would say, you know, everyone, you just got to grind it out. It could change in a moment's notice if a hot doe comes through. Um, you know, you could see some crazy activity. And this is about the time a cold front is moving through again after these super unseasonably warm temperatures. And uh, it's a good time to capitalize if you can afford the PTO or a flex day or uh, heaven forbid a sick day. You know, and, and obviously the weekend's right around the corner. And, and gun season's going to be starting to open up too. So, you know, if you didn't get it done with a bow, you can bring the boomstick out. And, uh, you know, now they're all in trouble. So tip of the week this week is uh, just stay the course and get out and hunt if you can. And do whatever you can do. Uh, the buck I got, which I'm super stoked about last Wednesday, I just on a whim decided to go at 3.30 after the workday. I clocked out and uh, just went and, and you know, it, it was not a planned a very planned hunt. Um, I just finished using up all my BTO for my rutcation and it ended on that Monday. So I just uh, felt like I still want to make it happen. Anyway, that's the tip of the week. Um, stay tuned for next week for sure. If you are available to call in to our show next week, we want to hear from you. It's going to be our blaze orange Tuesday, which Happens once a year. It's our Wisconsin gun deer opener that following Saturday. So we want to hear from everybody about where they are going and what they are bringing. Uh, you know, are you what what kind of gun are you bringing? What kind of beer are you bringing? Where are you headed? What's your deer camp like? We want to just have the phone lines off the hook with everybody calling us to share where they're going uh, and what they're bringing. Uh, if there's any traditions that anyone wants to call out, that's what next week's show is going to be all about. And we want the calls to come in. So please share uh, the podcast. 
Uh, tell your friends, text them, message them, DM them, whatever it is. We, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, that being said, we'll, we'll end the show for now. Um, we'll be back soon. And uh, everybody have a great week. Good luck out there. Shoot straight and hunt public. 